seen a lot of films or as much as we should and really feel pressured to say that we have um we've all been there yes indeed it's we okay have. and we are here to help and we are sawyer Payne and ben wessels once again welcome to from under the rock on this week's episode we will be watching a personal favorite of mine uh, which, Ben, I understand you haven't seen. I have not. Uh, this will be uh, Kingdom of Heaven, uh, 2005, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Orlando Bloom, Eva Green, uh, and Edward Norton. Right from the top, content warning, this is a movie about the Crusades. So, if war mm. and blood and um, like war crimes and, and religious... Um, tension and and, and and religious lack of a better term conflict mm. uh, are not your cup of tea no worries it's not a film for everybody but if it is I guarantee you you will enjoy it this is one of my favorite films as I've said and for fear of spoiling I will not say more than that Ben mm. um, initial thoughts I, going in. I don't know uh, really a single solitary thing about this movie okay um i have heard about it i feel like i've heard about it more recently i think it's one of these movies that like i'll see random images or clips from on social media i'll be like oh that looks interesting but i i've never seen it i don't think i had really heard of it until maybe the past year or two Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah so i'm i'm very interested i as we were discussing earlier today i do love a good historical fiction um, movie, or I guess in this case maybe sensationalized uh, historical nonfiction, but um, that that sort of thing is as always appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, and interesting, I, I think I, I would note uh, second uh, second episode in a row for you uh, picking an Edward Norton movie. So maybe there's I do have a type, don't I? <laughs> I mean, he's a great actor. Um, he you is. Know. For, for whatever else he might be. He certainly has delivered many great performances over the years. Um, but yeah, so I'm going in completely blind, and okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I know that our intros tend, tend to run a little longer, but I, I, I really don't want to say more for fear of spoiling. It is such a good film, and I'm very excited to show this to you. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's do it then. All right. We'll see you back after the movie. Be without fear in the face of your enemies. Safeguard the helpless, even if it leads to your death. That is your oath. Rise a knight! Rise a knight! What becomes of us? The world will decide. The world always decides. new world, a better world than has ever been seen. There, you are not what you were born, but what you have it in yourself to be. A kingdom of conscience, peace instead of war, love instead of hate. That 
isn't what lies at the end of Crusade. It's a lot, right? It's quite a lot, <laughs> both in in subject matter and just in length. Uh, yeah, it's coming in at just over three hours long. Is it, was it over three hours long? I believe so. I think uh, the total runtime is three hours and nine minutes. God damn! Then so almost two hundred minutes. Then the internet lied to me. I was told it was two and a half. But unless we watch the extended cut somehow, if there is an extended cut, oh, perhaps but I don't know. Honestly. Yeah, so I promise this episode will not be three hours. You come to us for concise summaries, and I will endeavor yes. to give you this yes. uh, as concise as I can. But as, as we've said, there is a lot, so let's launch right into it. Hmm. So at the very top of the film, we get a, a text prologue that says, uh, it has been 100 years, approximately, almost 100 years, uh, since the Christian forces seized Jerusalem from the Islamic forces. Um, the year that we are given uh, as the story itself begins, we start in France in 1184 uh, AD or CE, whichever you, you prefer to use. Um, again, about a hundred years have passed. We start in France and uh, we open on a burial. We open on a um, the, the, you know, the last rites of a, of a, of a person. Uh, who has died, or so we think. Um, it becomes clear immediately, immediately that the priest in question, uh, played by Michael Sheen, um, is not at all pleased with the state of this person's soul, this person, uh, this woman, uh, who is revealed to be uh, his sister-in-law, the wife of his brother, uh, died by suicide. And as such, according to the Catholic traditions of the day and modern Catholic traditions, I suppose, if you uh, if you continue to believe as such, um, a suicide means you go to hell, and so he 
is none too pleased. He feels some degree of shame. But he's also depicted as not a particularly pious man himself, or, or, or not in as much as he should be. Yeah, no, he really sucks. He's not a good dude. Um, he really seems to have it out for, for his brother, who we learn uh, is the main character of this story. Uh, Balian, who is the uh, blacksmith of this village, who uh, has, has been grieving the loss of his stillborn child and, his, uh, and of his wife, who, who fell into a melancholy thereafter and, as we've established, committed suicide. Um, as he kind of languishes and as this priest uh, de- decrees, nope, no funeral rites, no nothing, cut off the head so they know it was a suicide, up the road comes a band of uh, soldiers, of knights, led by one Godfrey, uh, Godfrey of Ebelin, uh, played by Liam Neeson. Yeah, uh, you really sold the cast short in your intro. I didn't were, want to spoil it. When you were like, uh, it. it's got Orlando Bloom and Eva Green and... Uh, and I can't remember who else you mentioned. You I mentioned. think I said Edward Norton. Edward Norton, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a stacked cast. And, and then, and then like, it. the first 20, 30 minutes just like greats from the the British uh, yeah. acting scene just keep rolling in one after the other Michael Sheen Liam Neeson uh, also in this company of knights David Thewlis David Thewlis yes we later meet Jeremy Irons Brenton mm-hmm. Gleeson like, Jesus it's it's a lot of people <laughs> just it kept really on coming um, uh, Sir Godfrey Lord Godfrey um, comes to the Forge. I almost called it blacksmithery, like <laughs> an idiot. Um, although that is a fun word, and I may Could use be it. A smithery. It comes to a smithery. smithery snickery, um, and, he, and he comes, um, having heard that um, the, the the blacksmith there is of, of some 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 skill, uh, and he seems, as he speaks with with various other lords, to have a history with the prior blacksmith. Um, he arrives, introduces himself uh, to Balian, and reveals not... He, he never says the words, Balian, I am your father. <laughs> but he says that, you know, I knew I knew the blacksmith. I knew your mother. Um, if you wish anything of me, ask it now. We go on crusade, uh, and it is said that in the Holy Land you can wipe away uh, your sins. And it is made. It is implied to uh, Balian after Godfrey has left, because Balian says, "No, I don't want any part of this." Uh, the priest, who is never named, by the way, hmm. um, but again, Balian's brother uh, reveals, "Yes, he had beheaded her. Yes, she is in hell." Um, and Balian commits murder. He 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 stabs his brother and and, and immolates him on the on the uh, on the forge. Very biblical, I Very suppose, biblically, the, yeah. the murder of one's brother. But also, mm-hmm. yeah, like, the, the priest there, played by Michael Sheen, as he's telling Orlando Bloom about uh, the beheading of his uh, deceased wife and all of that, he, he's te- he tells him very, like, mirthfully. <laughs> he's, like, he, grinning and shit and then, like, I don't know. And then I, I think what pushes... Uh, uh, Bailey and over the edge was of course seeing the, uh, his wife's crucifix around his brother's neck because yes. his brother had stolen that off of her when he was uh, burying her. Correct. Uh, and so Balian, 
uh, catches up with Godfrey's party and, and asks, is it true? Is it true that in the Holy Land I can wipe away not only my sins, but those of my wife? And right off the bat, you get the sense that faith is not, or religion and faith are two different things. Because what Godfrey says to him is not, yes, Balian, or yes, my son, it's, we'll find out together. Mm. Um, and thus begins um, Balian's, Balian's journey. Um, as Godfrey is instructing him in the ways of the sword uh, on the road, you know, while, while you studied women, Ben, uh, Balian studied the blade. Um, <laughs> a little <laughs> reference there. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. No, um, no, that's fair. But, um, but as, as they are uh, partaking of this lesson, uh, and it's a very good lesson, I might add. Um, he's going into, you know, don't, don't, don't guard low, guard high. Uh, the Italians call it, you know, the guard of the hawk. Also, use the hilt. The blade is not the only part of the sword. It's actually a very comprehensive um, tutorial yeah. uh, as, for what it is. As we see Orlando Bloom donning another blacksmith character, Liam right. Neeson uh, dons another master to uh, to any willing apprentice. Who dies very much, shortly much, thereafter. Much as, uh, right. much as he has done before in multiple other mm-hmm. films. Um, but yes. But we'll get there. So uh, as this... As this um, and and well 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 played by the way I suppose I was on my phone a little bit much during this sequence so, so. oh oh no I was referencing the meme oh no I know you were but it, <laughs> but it was it was fairly uh, fairly appropriate all right um, <laughs> I um, I must confess myself distracted <laughs> forgive me um, father for I have sinned yes sorry um, daddy I've been bad <laughs> that's not what no. it is no sorry. um that's okay as this lesson is proceeding the party is attacked. Uh, by none other than Jamie Lannister. And I do mean that. Yes. It's, it's Nikolai Costervaldo as the sheriff of this town uh, and Lord Godfrey's nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, because Godfrey is lord by means of... Uh, his his brother is like the lord of the region or what have you. Um, and and the sheriff, who is not named, uh, says, you know, he, he he's accused... Balian is accused of murder. We have the right to take him. And Balian says, okay, yep, no, he does. He does have the right to take me. Uh, and uh, after basically telling his, his, his nephew off, um, the sheriff says, okay, well, you're my uncle. I need to give you the road. And then promptly double-crosses him. Uh, they're all attacked. Godfrey is wounded. The sheriff is killed. Um, and that wound, which is treated by um, David Thewlis's character, who is credited as the Hospitaller, um, he doesn't ever get a name, but he is he is, he is uh, a, a, a monastic sort of knight. His order uh, is is that serves serves Lord Godfrey and the king. Um, tries to tend the wound, but ultimately, the wound proves infectious, uh, and Godfrey. Uh, legitimizes and uh, inherits essentially uh, Balian as 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 he is dying. Before he dies, he 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 forces Balian to swear an oath, um, essentially affirming, you know, be bold and up, be be courageous and upright. That God may love thee, protect the innocent. All your your basic chivalry. That you you expect from a knight, and Balian accepts 
um, his new title as 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 Baron of Ibel, of of Ibelin. And he really does, uh, if I can, I just notice he really does take that oath very much to heart. Oh yes, and, and yes, yes, yes. Both believes it for himself and later on for others, um, which I thought was very telling and very um, like you know interesting about. You know, illustrative of the righteousness, I suppose, of his character, because we see, like, with the whole "I must give you the road" and then the immediate, like, early on, we're seeing and we're hearing all of these weird sort of like rules of war, rules of chivalry, um, that are just like espoused by a character and then immediately broken. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, from this moment in in Godfrey's dying moments, where he has uh, Balian swear this oath. He really does take it to heart, and like it seems to sort of guide his uh, the, his entire life from there. It's important to note that one of the first things that we encounter with Balian um, is he's got like inscribed up on one of his rafters in his in his forge. Uh, I believe it's Latin. It might be French, mm. um, but it, re- it it translates to "What man is a man who does not make the world better?" And that is that is central to who he is throughout this entire film. Everything he does, uh, as you'll see as I go on, is about, yes, taking that oath to heart, is is, is about the people. It is about um, really trying to improve not just your own station, but everybody's station. And it is, it is absolutely reflected uh, as he speaks among his peers, uh, who are nobles, and he very much is not, um, Kind of how that's reflected. So, so as as Balian is sent ahead to um, Messina, uh, which I believe is in Italy, uh, and 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 the route by which Godfrey's men uh, were intended to to go to Jerusalem, you hear. Uh, this sort of street side um, uh, monk pastor think you're think you're evangelical um, with a megaphone of the day <laughs> repeating over and over again to kill an infidel the Pope has said is not murder it is the path to heaven he is saying this over and over again and I think quite correctly so the uh, makeup department made him look a little unhinged because mm. he is um, It's implied then to to Balian um, that there is a new world in Jerusalem, that you are not what you were born, but what you have it in yourself to be. Uh, It is a kingdom of conscience, uh, they say, where peace um, exists between Christian and Muslim. And Balian uh, is charged by by Godfrey as he dies to serve the king of Jerusalem to protect him. Balian is sent ahead on a ship, which promptly sinks uh, in a storm. Because it doesn't go well. Of course. Uh, he is the sole survivor. He washes up on a beach and wanders the desert for a minute because he's chasing a horse that ran away. Hmm. Uh, and he winds up catching that horse and comes to what is one of my favorite scenes. Um, part one of two. Uh, he is accosted in the desert by a Saracen, by, by, by one of these... Uh, Muslim combatants who um, the, 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 the lord of the two there's the lord and his servant 
Uh, the Lord does not speak, presumably, French, but, but Bailey and, and, and the servant are able to communicate. Uh, and the servant tells Balian, you know, my lord demands your horse because it's on his land. Therefore, it is his horse. Uh, Balian says, no, I, I pulled this horse from the sea. It's, it's my horse. Um, but I don't want to fight. I really sincerely do not want to fight you. The servant says, well, in that case, give him the horse. And Balian won't. And so the servant, or the servant, the lord, uh, attempts to attack him. Balian kills him. And in the fracas, um, the servant is, is unhorsed. He is brought to the ground. Uh, and Balian has the opportunity to kill him, but does not. Instead, he helps him up uh, and, and says, um, you know, take, take me to Jerusalem. And the servant says, okay. The next scene, they arrive in Jerusalem. And the servant, who is still with him, says um you know i you 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 bested my master i am your servant your prisoner your slave if you wish and balian again true to his character says no i i i will own no slaves nor suffer any to be owned take the horse and go and the servant says it it, it should be noted that you have killed uh a a very respected um Grenadier is not the word. What's the word I'm looking for? I think he says cavalier. Cavalier. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, a, a well-respected cavalier um, under under Saladin's command. Saladin, if you know him from history, very interesting. He's in this movie. Uh, but this this uh, cavalier is named Muhammad Al Faiz, um, and you killed him. And Balian says, "Well, I I will pray for him then." And the servant, as he departs, says. Your quality will be known among your enemies before ever you meet them, my friend. And he departs. As Balian wanders the city, a pair of Christian knights recognize the sword that Balian is carrying. It's a very distinctive sword with a ruby in its hilt. And they test him. They say, hey, you've got his sword. You've got Godfrey's sword. You must have known him, right? Uh, yes, I did. Man of my height? Mm-hmm. With green eyes, right? And Balian correctly says, no, they were blue. And thus the servant, uh, th thus the um, the knights recognize him as, uh, if if not immediately as Godfrey's son, as his inheritor, uh, and they take him to Ibelin, uh, where. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, they do not take him immediately to Ibelin. Uh, we are then introduced to the uh, priestess. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm re misreading my notes. They take him to Ibelin where he, he becomes sort of acquainted with things and is then pr visited by the Princess Sibylla, who was played by Eva Green. Uh, she is princess uh, by relation to the king of Jerusalem, King Baldwin, who is never named in the movie. He's credited as King Baldwin, um, her brother. She is married to another guy... Actually, his name, it's, um, Guy, do something. I read it, I wrote it somewhere. You'd never write that or down. Or Guy, as he or Guy, pronounces thank you. it. Uh, um, because he is, I don't know. He's French. French, something like The that. man's name is Guy. Um, and I, I realized I did not write down his, his last name. But that's okay. He's a Guy. Um, 
it is here that in Jerusalem that um, Balian meets Tiberius, the Count of Tiberius, played by Jeremy Irons, who is essentially the governor of the area. He he he's think of him as the king's hand, if you will. He 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 is the law in this town, uh, and he is fighting a losing battle uh, in his office against warmongers, the Templars, the folks who just want to kill Arabs because it's fun and because that's what God wants. Many, A couple times in this film, you will hear Christians and Muslims alike declare God wills it. And, and that's, that's the attitude that Tiberius is fighting against. He really, really wants to maintain this kingdom of heaven, this kingdom of conscience that King Baldwin is really trying to uh, maintain in, in, in this peace with, with Saladin. And he makes it clear that there is no such thing as a perfect knight, and if you try to be, it'll be a rare thing indeed. We then are introduced to... I'm sorry, another another fun scene here. I can't read my own writing, gang, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we are reunited with the, the, the Hospitaller. The, the, in your, the in your defense, character. it is 1 a.m. The words all kind of start to blend That's together. That's true. We, we, we started it's late. A, it's a late one, kids. It's a late one. Uh, we are introduced to the we are reintroduced to the hospitaller who has caught up, uh, and again another moment of this man who is very clearly monastic, a member of a religious order, comes right out and says, "Oh no, I put I don't put stock in religion. Um, this 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 kingdom is is based on any any points to your head and your heart." And he says, "You know, not what you it, it, it's what you do every day." By what you decide to do every day, you'll be a good man or not. Already kind of shaking this idea that religion is for fanatics and for people who need an excuse. Um, and really, that's what this movie comes down to. Yeah, because there are an awful lot of people throughout the film who are just kind of like throwing their hands up and being like, I don't know, it's up to God. It's up to God. Um The, the biggest um, antagonists to Balian and to Tiberius uh, in their quest for peace uh, is, are uh, Reynald de Chatillon, who loves to say his name, <laughs> uh, played by Brendan Gleeson, who is like the warmonger. He's, he's the one that will happily take the blame for shit. Yeah, he's the one going out trying to be like, all right, who can I murder that's going to stir up the most shit? And then, if I murder this person, will it cause a war? Yes? Then, all right, here I go. And then Guy, again, Sir Guy, Lord Guy, the man formerly known as Guy, um, really does not like the king because he does not believe that the king has has God's interest at heart. He, he He's all about that plunder. Um and openly mocks the fact that the king is a leper. The king, of course, played by um, Edward Norton. You never, I mean, you do see his face in this film. It's not pretty. You don't really see Edward Norton. Uh, which brings me to another of my favorite scenes. The king sits down with Bailey and invites him to play chess. Uh, and he talks about how, you know, a king may move a pawn, a god may move a king, but at the end of the day, your soul is yours alone. Uh, what he the, the the line is, um, 
you cannot say, I was ordered by others to do thus, or that virtue was inconvenient at the time. This will not suffice. He, uh, Balian is then given his, his charge. He is charged with defending Ebelin, this town, and, and, and the Pilgrim Road. He has to ensure that Christians, Muslims, and Jews may traverse it peacefully because that's really important. Religious freedom is so, so important in this city under this king, just as it was a hundred years ago when the Christians took it from the Muslims the first time. The Muslims did the same thing. Pay the tax, you will not be persecuted. Um, Balian himself transfers to, to Ebelin finally and sees that it is essentially a, a, a dust bowl. It's, it's not pretty, um, but gets right to work Building like like finding finding water and 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 tapping it and making an irrigation system, practically overnight, he's he is down in the muck with his men, digging out this these trenches and and irrigating this this small village, which is how once again Queen uh, Queen uh, Princess Sibylla finds him. She visits uh, all in her finery atop her horse, and he is just covered in mud and shit. Um, but she expects his hospitality. He gives it. Um, in more ways than one. In more ways than one. Yes. She makes it clear that um, she had a relationship with, with Godfrey, uh, and she wants a relationship with him. And... I did also... I just wanted to mention, yes, I did have a, a, a note. I mean, all credits to uh, Balian, uh, Orlando Bloom's character... For doing such good at uh, or in Ibeline, but I did find it kind of amusing. It was like, ah, yes, all they needed was a clever white man to come along and teach them irrigation. <laughs> right. Something they clearly were just not capable of themselves. How gracious of him. Amazing. But anywho, not to not to uh, no, but spoil any of the fun. No, no, no. And speaking of fun, uh, Sibylla. Um, says to Balian that like her interest in him is not because she's bored or because she's wicked but because you know out here in the east there is only light between two people I'm curious Ben what did you make of that because I I didn't really know um I'm not sure either yeah I, I, I feel like I don't know I, th there were times, maybe I was reading it wrong, but there were times that I wasn't sure how much I bought the whole, it's not because I'm bored thing, um, and it felt like the light between two people bit was, line was a bit of a trying to dress that up a little nicer. She very but, clearly does not like her husband, yes. nor does he like her. Yes, um, um, so I suppose a very fair uh, escape on her part. Or attempted escape, anyways. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it just struck me as a very sort of romanticized uh, way of perceiving, like, you know, the relationship between two people, um, particularly two people who have only just met very recently. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the idea of that focus being on the, the light between the two people. I don't know. I liked it. Um, 
and I suppose the opposite of light is darkness. And so we come to Guy and Renald again, um, declaring that God wills it as they once again attack uh, a caravan. This time the caravan is armed and they know it. Um, and in the subsequent scene, so uh, as Tiberius addresses the fact that Reynald has broken the peace yet again, um, the king receives word that Saladin has crossed the Jordan. This time, this this time, there's no forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's 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 war now, and so. Um, the king asks Balian to protect the villages of the villagers of Karak, which is uh, Reynald's territory, uh, until the king can muster the army and get there himself. Um, which he does. Uh, finally, uh, Saladin and uh, yes, Saladin and the king arrive kind of simultaneously, and it's around this time. Is this where we get the reveal? Yes, it is. Okay. So, Balian's men are outnumbered because they will be defending this this castle. Uh, it is then that Balian runs afoul of uh, the leader of this party. Saladin himself has not yet arrived, uh, but he will in short order. Uh, as Balian is unhorsed and brought before the leader of this, uh, of this, of this party, the leader here has the ability, the opportunity to kill him, but he doesn't. And he says, your enemies will know your quality before you ever meet them, my friend. And it is revealed that the servant that uh, Balian had let go at the gates of Jerusalem was in fact uh, Muhammad al-Diz, al-Diz, the, um, I lost the word again. Cavalier. Cavalier, thank you. Uh, funny, I knew it in French, Chevalier, but I, I yeah, anyway. Um, but Saladin and King Baldwin arrive in force. Uh, Baldwin speaks with Saladin and promises him that we will all die if we, if we go to war here. This is not what we want. Rest assured, please rest assured, that Reynald de Chatillon will be punished. Let's not have any bloodshed today. And Saladin says, okay. Uh, and he's later actually challenged on it by one of his subordinates. Uh, it seems Saladin has uh, obligations of his own. He has promised uh, the restoration of the Holy Land into, into Muslim hands. Uh, meanwhile, Reynald seems to think all he's going to get is a slap on the wrist. Turns out, He's fucked with King Baldwin for the last time. Baldwin demands that he give him the 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 kiss of peace, which to do so requires that the king remove his glove, revealing his horrible leopard hand, which Reynald then kisses. And then Baldwin beats the shit out of him with, like, a scepter before being carried away because apparently this took the last of his strength. Mm. He's failing. It's, it's, it, he, he, he tells um, Balian, he's not even 30 yet. This is a very young man who has been brought 
utterly low by leprosy. Um, and it is shortly thereafter that King Baldwin and uh, Tiberius want to play a little political game. They don't like that Guy, who stands to become king when uh, Baldwin himself dies, is such a warmonger. The two of them ask Balian if he will marry Sibylla and protect her son, the king's nephew, if they will execute Guy. Because he is a servant of the king and he must do what he says, right? And Balian says, I'm afraid I can't do that because this is a kingdom of conscience. You told, you told me that a king may move a man, but the soul is the man's alone. He uses the king's own words against him. And the king says, you know, that's disappointing, but you're right. Um, Sibylla is not at all pleased by this. She promises Balian that he will one day wish he had done a little evil for the greater good. Yeah. A sentiment which is only reinforced when Guy promises her that if she does not make him her king, not only will he withhold the protection of his knights, but he will use them to ensure his own crown. Uh, her son's reign will be, and I quote, bloody and brief. Um, Reynald then suggests to Guy that Balian should be killed. He's becoming too popular, and that is not good when you're ambitious. And so, um, the prince, the young prince, who's also named Baldwin, um, ends up um, burning himself on a candle, but he feels no pain, which, um, if you know leprosy, that is a symptom. It is implied, uh, and then later confirmed, that the young man himself is also um, a leper. And so... But if you don't know about leprosy, you may, as I did, think that we're just about to launch into a Game of Thrones thing, and fire cannot kill a dragon. Fire cannot kill but, a dragon. But That's no, true. Then they're, then they're later on, they're like prodding him and like stabbing him in the foot with pins while he watches a puppet show, and he's none the wiser to it. And it's like, oh, I see. Yes. This is a stricken with a horrible disease thing, not a fun fantasy going to fly on the backs of dragons thing. Yeah, Alas. The, the implication comes first um, as he burns himself, and then the king dies. Uh, and we see his his actual face as, as Sibylla removes his mask, and it's not good. <laughs> and then she very quickly is like, oh, no, 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 oh, puts no. it back on. Um, so after he dies, the prince is crowned, and then over the course of his duties... Um, 
I think like hot wax falls on his hand or something again. Yeah. And that's when Sibylla's like, oh shit, let's get him tested. Yeah. He is tested. He is confirmed. Um, and she... Content warning. Infanticide. Rather than doom him to a life of pain she decides she would rather suffer you know the 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 religious consequences of this and she poisons him um he dies in his sleep and And she pours the poison in through his ear very king hamlet yeah um but she then you know for the for the sake of jerusalem makes gi her king whoops yeah um which leads to, uh, among other things, Jeremy Irons having to say, long live the king in a much different and less mirthful way. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not as happy um, at seeing a boy king. Um, or no, I mean when, when Guy is crowned. Right. Or when Guy is crowned, yeah. rather. Um, not during the, the kid's coronation. But it, yes. just, it just made me think of Lion King. Um Guy follows through on Reynal's advice. By this point, Reynal is imprisoned. Um, Guy follows through on Reynal's advice and tries to have ba- uh, Balian killed um, and releases Reynal to give him a war. And Balian says, uh, Balian, excuse me, Reynal says, that's what I do. In a, in a... I just love killing. ...way that only Brendan Gleeson could. <laughs> um, he ends up killing uh, Saladin's sister in a raid around the same time that Balian is revealed not to have died. He is revived as the Hospitaller uh, finds him and revives him. And so a member of oh, several members, it's a whole you know, party uh, of, of, of Saladin's uh, representatives come to the court of Jerusalem over which King Guy now presides. And they demand the return of uh, Saladin's sister's body. They want the heads of those responsible, and they want an immediate surrender of Jerusalem. This is met with bloodshed in, like, the Great Hall. It's very clear that this is not going to go well. Uh, Reynald and Guy declare war. They ride off to war. Uh, Balian says, I'm not going to support this. And Tiberius himself says, you know what? I'm not going to support this either. Uh, I'm out. You're not going to have my knights. Back Uh, to Cyprus. He has a little bit of a, I am the Senate moment. I am Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, And so we enter the final act of this film. Uh, All of the political intrigue up to this point uh, all of the character work has led to this. Guy and Reynald attempt to uh, att- uh, ride through the desert and attack Saladin. Dehydration gets the better of them. It's not even a contest. Which, by the way, Orlando Bloom told them what happened. That's true. He's like, yes. hey, uh, can't take this army away from water for that long. Yeah. But turns out warmongers are just as dumb as they look. Uh, Saladin captures... Um, King Guy and, and Lord Reynald, um, and then kills Reynald for being rude. 
and uh, imprisons uh, King King Guy and embarrasses him in a way that we will sh- we will shortly see. Meanwhile, uh, Balian, um, yes, rejects uh, Tiberius's suggestion that they 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 run away uh, to Cyprus. Uh, Tiberius departs, but Balian says, "Nope, I swore to protect the people of this city. That is what I am going to do, and I'm going to do it." Boy Scout style. I'm going to do it with traps, and I'm going to do it with math, and it's going to be great. As as we are entering the holiday season, as we are recording this. It's very probably, alone. Yeah. It will be passed by the time you hear this, but as we are recording this, we are entering the holiday season. Yes, it's a nice, uh, um, uh, bloody medieval version of Home Alone yeah. uh, in this final act of this film. Um, at this point, as Balian goes about preparing the city for siege Queen Sibylla is losing her mind she is grief stricken she's scared um, and she doesn't know what to do because she's still attached to being queen and the same could be said of the bishop of this town he is very attached to his own status um you know, he says, "Oh, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it is unfortunate about the people, but it is the will of God." Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's very he's attached to his own status, but also, and I would say more so, uh, attached to his own uh, life. He's yeah. very cowardly. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, uh, yeah, when Bailey and is like, "Well, what about the people here? We're gonna defend these. You know, we can't just flee Jerusalem. People will be." You know, they'll all be killed. It's, oh, it's a shame about the people, but it is God's will. Uh, and then we come so. to um, Balian rallying rallying the people mm. to his cause. Um, and he says, you know, it, it, it's been a hundred years since the city changed hands. We weren't around. The army coming wasn't around. Uh, we fight over an offense we did not give against those who were not alive to take or to be offended. And then he poses a question, which I feel uh, is is especially relevant today with everything going on. Mm. He asks, which is more holy? The mosque, the temple, the sepulcher? None are holy. All are holy. Who has claim? No one has claim. All have claim. We're not defending the city. We are protecting the people inside who call it home. And when the bishop challenges him on this, he says, well, how will you do this without knights? We have no knights anymore. Balian says, okay, is that right? Cool. Everybody who can wield a sword kneel right now and I am going to give you the same oath that Godfrey gave me. And he makes them all knights. And you can see as as he gives this oath the lowest among them is invigorated by the sense of yes, now I have something to fight for. Like I truly am a member of, of this army. And on the eve of battle Balian um takes aside the man who challenged him before, uh, Godfrey's friend, the one who asked him 
did you know Godfrey, uh, who was finally named, his name is Almeric, uh, and says, hey, um, if you survive, you can have Ebelin. And Elmer's like, uh, no, it's your city. And Babalian doubles down and says, nope, it's yours. Rise a baron and a knight. I don't want it. I'm retiring. I'm retiring. Uh, enter stage left or right uh, Saladin's army. Parading out front uh, a, a, a dunce capified King Guy. He's, 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 he's stripped down to his underclothes, riding a donkey with like a dunce cap on his head. It's great. Um, and as the first wave of, of siege, the first day of siege passes, um, Saladin asks uh, Mumad, who is leading this defense? And Mumad tells him, yes, it's, uh, it's uh, Balian, son of Godfrey. And Saladin says, oh yes, Godfrey, I knew him at Damascus. Okay, I need to change things up then. Uh, and it's a big battle scene. That's really all I can say. It's a big battle scene in which um, Balian is, is finally able to, t- to bring down the siege towers. Um... I mean, we should have known he'd be, do, do right. well against a siege. He was at the Battle of Helm's Deep. Yes, of course. Um, uh, Sibylla, meanwhile, has has cut her hair. She's doffed all of her finery, and she's down in like the catacombs or the the the, the, the lower town, trying to heal people. She's trying to help as she's trying to process her grief. Um, we see Saladin as well. Um, Morning, very, very deeply moved over the loss of 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 the first day's forces. He's he's really not happy um, to have led these men to their deaths. Uh, and inside Jerusalem, there is a there is a burning of bodies to avoid disease. And it's 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 clear that war war is not this glorious thing. No matter what kind of religion or faith. Or reason you have for it. It is. It is. It is never going to be as glorious as the mongers and the propagandists would have you believe. It yeah. is bloody. It is awful. And everybody pays for it. Yeah, I, I did. I, that did strike me about this film in general, pretty much start to finish. That, like, as much as this movie is certainly this enormous epic spectacle. Um, all of the uh, bloodshed is very brutal. It's very graphic, but it's also very kind of um, just sudden at times. And, and yeah, I, I think all of the all the fight scenes. There's definitely like, you know, it very much it has a I guess an authenticity to the feel of it. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not you know grandiose choreography and flourishes it's just brutal and oftentimes clumsy and um yeah i i I thought that that was something we see pretty much throughout uh, that is very telling of the tone of this movie and the i think the point that it's trying to make and finally um a, a pair of like emissaries carrying a tent uh come forward uh, as Saladin is about to ask for terms, terms of surrender, not of his own forces, but of of the city. 
And Balian, who we've established at this point, is not interested in keeping the city. He wants to protect the people. Goes out and speaks with Saladin. Asgard is not a place, it's a people. Asgard is I'm not sorry, a place, it's I'm a people. I'm all over the place tonight. You're good. Um, but that's exactly right. Um, and Balian says to him, like, to take this city will be the death of your army. I will burn it to the ground before I give it away. And Saladin says, I offer you and everyone in there, soldiers included, safe passage, safe conduct to Christian lands if you will surrender the city. And Balian, and again, another another moment I like from Saladin here, Balian says, the Christians did not offer this to you a hundred years ago. They slaughtered everyone. They slaughtered everybody. Men, women, and children. Yeah. And Saladin says, I am not those men. I am Saladin. Saladin. And he says, he says it again as though the name is is like a promise. It's like it's power. It's like he's, he's he, yeah, he's, he's giving him his word. And Balian then says, you know, with these terms, I surrender Jerusalem. And then he asks, what is Jerusalem worth? Saladin says, nothing. Everything. And that is that is a, that is a line that that haunts has has stayed with me since the first time I watched this film. I still I think don't fully understand the gravity of it. Nothing and everything. But I I I know that maybe when I do understand it, I will I will I, I don't know. What what did you get from that, Ben? I mean, I think. To me, the the meaning there was that like its value is something that you can't place a number on. You can't place a you know like I would give the lives of this many men, or I would give you know X amount of dollars. Like it's mm-hmm. I, I think to me that the meaning there was that its its value is not intrinsic. It just is. Uh, because it's you know it's the holy land and it means the world to everyone to yeah. uh, to people of different fit. This is always something that confused me uh, growing up. This idea that well, it's not just one religion's holy land because all these religions are different, but they all want this same place. Uh, always kind of confused me, but I think that's kind of the the point or the message here with. Saladin's line is yeah he's like it. you can't there isn't an answer to that question Mm -hmm. there isn't an answer to what is it worth it just it is it's It's it's, worth everything it's the most important land but at the end of the day it's just land Mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah yeah and 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 it would it will mean something and be worth something different to every single person depending on who they are and what their inclinations are yeah um that yeah that was what i got from that anyways and so uh, balian returns to his forces and says i've surrendered jerusalem they've given us safe passage and everyone is ecstatic they're delighted and it's it's it, it, it strikes me as like you've just lost the holy land 
but you're celebrating hmm. because you get to leave. You get to the war's over. Mm-hmm. Which again, what is Jerusalem worth? Nothing. Yeah. Everything. It's 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 worth everything. It's People great. will, you know, fight and die and bleed for it. But also like, yeah, the outcome of getting to just leave peacefully with your life. Yep. That's Priceless. Per- perfect. We'll take Priceless. it. Um And Balian says as much to Sibylla, she says, well, what becomes of me? I'm still I'm still queen of all these places. And he says, well, okay, we'll decide not to be a queen. Yeah, just choose not to be. And I will come to you. Um, and as he's leaving the city, as he's preparing to go, uh, Guy attacks him again because he is just un- unwilling to accept that Balian might be a better man. Not a better leader, although he, that's how he colors it. You know, you think you're a perfect knight, don't you? Bloody da da uh, Balian uh, bests him in combat but again chooses not to kill him this man who has antagonized him from the very very beginning mm-hmm. chooses not to kill him and says when you rise again if you rise rise a knight and that is the last thing he says to Guy uh, before he goes home mm-hmm. he goes home to France uh, and and, and um, goes back to his, his forge which is in, in, in some state of disrepair um, and of course then along comes the next crusade mm-hmm. King Richard the Lionheart of England shows up and says hey I'm looking for uh, uh, I wonder if you might tell me where, where, where Balian is um, and Balian says He's defender of Jerusalem yeah the defender of Jerusalem and Balian says oh I'm the blacksmith uh, and, and King says well I'm the king of England I'm looking for Balian I'm, I'm the blacksmith and, and Richard the Lionheart uh, continues on his way. Balian will not be dragged into another... Another... He will not be dragged into a sequel. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Not, um, not, not, no more crusades for No Balian. more crusades. It does... There is, it seems, a very clear understanding that King Richard does know who he is. Like, yes. He knows this is Balian. But he accepts that yeah. Balian's like, nope, not doing that. Um... A small tree, a small plant has, has begun to grow and flower uh, on top of uh, his wife's grave. Mm. Um, and we see that though she still wears her, her, her furs, uh, Sibylla has come with him. Sibylla has, has, has come, has abandoned her, her, her kingdoms uh, and has come to be with Balian. Uh, and they ride off into the wilderness together. We don't know where they're going. Um... And it could be argued that maybe they don't either, but they they have they have chosen to 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 leave power and war behind, mm-hmm. um, in favor of I guess I might I might extrapolate and say in favor of that which exists between two people, as she said, uh, and that is might. Indeed, and that. Is kingdom of heaven. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah. We managed to do that in under an hour. Under an hour. Love that. Um, <laughs> well, we say that now. Well, yeah, but well, yeah. Given the the length of the movie, um, so yeah. Um, we've so now that we've we've summarized and we've we've gone over the the events of the film. Um, yeah, Ben, what do you what do you think? What's what still sticks out to you? Um, 
I mean, I think yeah, I think I got in most of my thoughts as we were going. I I will confess or or admit one of the things that stood out to me the most that I liked was that I was very pleasantly surprised how the all the Muslim characters in this were not you know, uh, like they were not stereotypical. Yeah, they were not particularly like jihadi, cartoonishly yeah. demonized. Yeah, uh, which you know is a very low bar to clear. But given that this was two thousand and five, yeah, just four years. Like we were, it, we were talking about this it, twenty it, years after it the came fact, as a bit of a surprise. Yeah. I mean, we've there's plenty of movies that we saw you know after this. You know, uh, great example and movie that I like a lot, uh, Iron Man, mm. in like oh seven or oh eight. You know, very stereotypical, the Arabs are the bad guys kind of portrayals. Sure. So, yeah, this being a movie from 2005 and just having sort of that kind of sensitivity to the storytelling, I really liked. I thought it was a pleasant surprise. Um, But, yeah, I I thought it was very interesting, this idea of there being a period of time under, uh, under King Baldwin where... You know, Christians and Jews and Muslims were all living together in peace in the Holy Land, and and it wasn't about all these other kinds of things. Um, yeah. And it was as as he said, and as you said multiple times, a kingdom of conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, that that was like my biggest just uh, thing that I think I didn't mention. I did, you know, think there was some. There was some goofy mid two thousand cinematography in here. Oh, sure. Uh, a good number of like very brief bits of slow mo and some very dramatic uh, zooms from Ridley Scott. Um, but uh, yeah, overall a, a very, a very good, uh, very good time. Uh, if if not very like, also fraught time. Yes. And and especially yes. given what's going on in the world right now. Uh, it did have me being like, wow, uh, it would be a wonder if we can get through this episode without getting canceled. Um, also, I think, yeah, just like six different times I, I must have written down, Templars? Starting shit? No way. No. Um, but, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned a couple times, uh, this is one of your like favorite, favorite movies. Yes. Um, uh, why, do you, why do you think that is? I love a movie that philosophizes Mm. and philosophizes, especially within a historical context. Um, As we've established on this show and outside of the show, um, I was raised Roman Catholic. And so I have kind of that background that I, I have, I have struggled with and really tried to, um, not reconcile with, I, I honestly, can't at this point but it's 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 really like i i I love you know a a a knights and chivalry story but i also really love the 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 nuance of the politics uh in this film Mm -hmm. it is very interesting to see you know the the it is really very interesting to see the leaders the kings Baldwin and Saladin mm. being actually good kings. Yeah. <laughs> that's, really that's, interested in peace. That's a good that's a very right? good point, yeah. Actually good leaders. And it's really nice to see who care about their people. Yeah, and not just their and, and not just from, their we people. We see that from both of them. Yeah. 
And it's really nice to see the fanatics called out as what they are. Mm. Not interested in God for God's sake, but for power's sake. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'm not religious, but I know the commandments, man. And the first one... That's not, that's not the first one. I was going to say, don't, don't it's not the start first with one. the first one. No, 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 I will, no. I will, no, no, I will no, 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 no. kick the, down the door with no. my West Wing bullshit. No, the first the first one is, I am Lord thy God, thou shalt not have not gods before me. Okay, oh, well, those were right. the days. Huh? Those were the days. No, the one about thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Whether you are Christian or Jewish or Muslim or anything, to claim you know the will of God and use that claim mm. to your own ends. Generally frowned upon. Don't fucking do it. Mm. That way lies war. That way lies blood. Yeah. That way lies the end of worlds. I, yeah. Some really great pearls of wisdom some great lines in this movie there really were quite a yeah. few great lines that i like found i'm sorry i'm not going to start preaching so. on a podcast here no no i realize hey, that I'm it's doing our that podcast now, but... we can uh, we can say what we want um <laughs> but yeah no I, there was a lot of good dialogue that i found myself yeah. writing down trying to like you know have you know remember for the podcast or whatever um yeah when when he's making his departure, Tiberius, uh, Jeremy Irons saying, first I thought we were fighting for God, then I realized we were fighting for wealth and land, mm-hmm. and I was ashamed. Uh, they call it like it is in this film. They definitely do. It's yeah. it's really really good. Um, pretty pretty refreshing, mm. I would say. Um, yeah, but yeah. Any any final thoughts before we sign off? I, th- I, I, I think I have ranted enough. <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna turn a podcast into a sermon, right. though. God knows, after this movie, I could. <laughs> um, but I will. I will. I will spare everyone that, well, myself there, included. There you go again, taking his name and saying he, you know, what he knows, or something. yeah, I'm gonna get into dangerous territory. Don't do it. <laughs> but um. Yeah, this is a movie I like coming back to mm. because it, is it a perfect film? By no means. Sure. It's not a perfect film. But it probably could have benefited from a little bit more editing. Sure. Particularly in Act One. Mm. Three hours is a long time. Three hours is a very long time. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, some of the scenes went on a little too long. Um, but I mean, from the top down all the way down what a cast yeah really tremendous cast. what a cast uh, we didn't even mention i mean uh the um the the cavalier you kept mentioning uh, was it yes Mahmoud? um, um was that his, uh, the, it was um, I, the character uh, 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 uh muhammad al daiz yes uh, i forgot to mention him by the wonderful alexander siddig alexander siddig uh, yes of, of deep space nine fame uh, we also had Guy was played by the same actor um, that uh, I recognized his eyes. I couldn't place him because of the facial hair. Played uh, Celeborn, uh, Lord Celeborn in the Lord of the Rings films. 
Um, and I think in at least one Hobbit film he appears in as well. Um, I think he does as well. I'm not yeah, sure. countless, countless others. Lots, lots of uh, re- really a great cast. Seem definitely seemed like, you know, Ridley Scott. My, you know, must have been putting together this movie, and everyone kind of wanted a piece. Because uh-huh. um, yeah, they and really, why wouldn't you? They really stacked the cast. Um, and yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, I I love Ridley Scott. Um, most, if not all, of his movies that I've seen, anyways, I've enjoyed. Um, so, yeah. Well, I think that that uh, is where we will wrap up for this evening. Um, yeah, I really can't say more other than see it for yourself. Hmm. It'll yeah. probably make a lot more sense than I did than <laughs> I did. But um, yeah, I think I think that's where we we'll leave you. So once again, gang, I have been Sawyer Payne. And I'm Ben Wessels. Thank you for joining us as we climb out from under the rock. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye.